Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Anthony Broom taking you into the 4th of July weekend. So uh, thanks for being with us. Hope everybody has a great holiday. Um, we're going to talk a little Michigan basketball today. That is kind of the news of the week. Michigan on Sunday getting a commitment from 2022 Lebanese forward wing Youssef Hayat. Um, that was my best attempt at pronouncing the last name K-H-A-Y-A-T. Uh, I apologize if I messed that up later on because that was uh, you know right off the top there trying to get it right. But uh, you know, very talented player. We'll break his game down. We'll talk about the rest of the roster now that they're at 13 scholarships. Um, but Anthony, uh, you know, we kind of talked about this last week because we saw this coming a little bit. Obviously, he picked Michigan over Xavier um, and a couple other schools. Who were the other contenders there? Wake Forest and DePaul. Wake Forest and DePaul, yes. So, uh, we talked last week how Xavier is always going to scare you uh, when Sean Miller is now there. Uh, Sean Miller on the recruiting trail, of course. But I guess your impressions of Youssef Hayat uh, and what he's going to bring. You're doing great, by the way. It sounds awesome. Um, I I, I like I, I the addition. I like it a lot. Uh, it's hard to say love the addition because we haven't seen him play other than you know, some of the highlight tapes from this pro league in France he was playing for. But this, this to me, is a guy that they didn't have on the roster last year. Uh, he very much fits that Franz Wagner role of, I think he can be a pretty good switchable defender. He dives for loose balls. Uh, he plays with good energy on both ends of the floor. Offensively, like depending on the scouting report, depending on what you watch, um, to me, the the shooting stroke still looks a little stiff to me, but someone who shot, I think, about 35% from three uh, playing for Limoges last year, average about 17 uh, and a half a game, I think it was. It's a good player. And I think that this group is going to – what they missed out last year, and Eli Brooks is great. I take nothing away from him. I don't know that they had a, a tone setter defensively. Someone who's gonna, you know, scrape up his elbows diving for a loose ball, or uh, you know, the chase down blocks, things like that. I think that Yusef has the ability to be that, and also he, he's more of like a slashing, kind of a slashing wing, uh, power forward type of guy. I don't know where he fits in this Michigan lineup yet. I guess it depends on the look that they give you, but yeah, I I don't. I actually think like he's probably gonna be moved along a little more carefully than they were with Franz, just because. He's not on campus yet. It doesn't seem like he's going to be on campus until fall. Um, you know, you'll have those other guys that they do go to Europe this summer, right? I didn't yep, miss mid August. And, and who knows? So that's another thing with this is who knows when he's going to be joining the team. I don't know that he's going on that trip. I don't know that he's not. Uh, we'll obviously probably learn that coming up, but uh, he has a visa to deal with, as he told Jeff Goodman and the guys at field of 68. So we'll see when he comes over and that's going to impact how ready he is come November too. Yeah, I, I, long story short, like the addition a ton. I think that's a guy that 
you know, at best is your, or at worst, I should say is maybe your sixth or seventh guy off the bench at best. Maybe he's your starting, starting three or your starting four, depending on what type of lineup look they go with here. So it's a good addition. I think that, you know, I don't know that he's like a one and done type guy. I know there were some people picking it apart saying, oh, well, he said he's going to spend it next year at the University of Michigan. We'll see what happens. I mean, it depends on the player development and how he comes along. Uh, but six foot nine, six eight, six nine. I think the six ten, uh, based on at least the, the scout that you talked to, was probably a little optimistic. But yeah, good, good basketball player. I think he fits a need pretty well. Uh, I think he's more of a fit in this lineup than maybe. I mean, let's call a spade a spade. Michigan was rolling two centers out there last year, uh, and the spacing wasn't great. I think that they improve everything at that spot uh, with him joining the team. So excited to see how he comes together. Excited to see how this whole stew comes together. Now the roster is set here. So all 13 guys are accounted for. Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about starting five, maybe rotation in just a little bit, but I'm with you on, especially defensively. Uh, Like you said, I talked to an international scout who works for a team in Turkey, had to download an app to uh, to talk to him Sunday after the commitment uh, and got some really good stuff. So, uh, you know, basically this guy was the first one to kind of discover Youssef uh, over there when he moved to France for Limoges, which I believe is the pronunciation. It's just a pronunciation podcast, but uh, of the French. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't do my Rosetta Stone this morning. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so Limoges, the French net, uh youth team for the professional organization uh a u21 team he's been playing on it for a couple years now so playing against some guys that are a little bit older level of competition there hard to compare i would say to high school because again there are so many different levels at height of high school ball um eybl you know maybe there are some guys since they're older a little more physically mature but in terms of skill i don't think you're getting uh, more skill over there either. So I think it's going to be an adjustment from that level of play. Um, you know, talking to the scout, he says, and by the way, I'm not saying his name because not that he was anonymous, but his pronunciation is even harder. So it's another <laughs> pronunciation there, but his first name's Koozie. He was a great guy. Um, but he was basically saying the closeouts are weak out there. The defensive rotations aren't very good. So he wasn't taking anything away from Yo-Yo, which is Yousef's nickname. Uh, but he was just saying that, to take, you know, take it with a grain of salt a little bit what you see on film and what you see in the stat book there. Like you said, he averaged over 17 points a game. He led his team in scoring and rebounding, shot about 37% was the number I saw from three, but he said take that number a little bit with a grain of salt. He thinks his shot needs work, uh, and a lot of those were pretty open. He only had one game where he hit three threes, so take that into account. Um and he basically said the defense is there right away. Uh, the defense is going to be there, as you mentioned, switchable, which is huge, huge, huge for Michigan. It's one of the reasons why I think they struggled a little bit last year is the lack of versatility defensively. So you have that. Offense, I think he's going to be more of a residual type of guy. I don't think you're going to be drawing stuff up on the wing for him like you did with Franz as a sophomore or anything. And the Franz comparison we also talked about uh, because this guy scouted Franz Wagner as well. And he said he loves the comparison because they're similar body type. Uh, you know, the defense is similar, but it's mostly on that end of the floor. The offense isn't quite there yet, though the potential uh, to be there is, uh, you know, is possible. And, you know, he said it's 
thinks it's going to be a few years until he can make his way into the NBA. So I, I totally agree on the one and done. Um, that leads us kind of to where he fits in, and I know you alluded to it a little bit. Uh, you know, I basically said, and we we're discussing it on the message board, I think I would still pencil in, pencil in Terrence Williams at, as the starting four right now. Because there are question marks. When does he get on campus? How quickly is he going to adjust? All these things. Um, and people were saying that, whoa, I mean, Terrence didn't show us this. He didn't show us that. Terrence Williams is going to be upperclassman this winter uh, who's played a lot of college basketball. He's helped win Michigan some really big games. You look at Michigan State last year. Tennessee obviously comes to mind as well in, this, in the uh, round of 32. He's, he's going to be even more crafty, a little savvier of a player while well, Yusef is going to be adjusting. And I think it's fair to say that maybe by the end of the year, Yusef's a better player, but uh, I'm not writing off a Terrence Williams yet. I'm not, you know, writing off Joey Baker, getting some big minutes there as well. I think Yusef can be, um, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game, and then we'll see from there type of guy. But I guess, how do you see that kind of wing rotation playing out? Jet Howard, I think I would pencil him in as probably the starting three. Uh, well, also noting that he'll probably get, minutes in the backcourt but um how do you kind of handicap that race I guess and and Terrence Williams feels like he's becoming the forgotten man yeah Terrence I'll start with Terrence Williams because I think that's a guy I wrote about this earlier this week you know just some kind of cursory thoughts after the roster being set you know who's going to be the second banana to Hunter Dickinson and people go oh it's gonna be Jet Howard the guy who's you know potential one and done versus a wing player or oh it's Jalen Llewellyn an experienced Ivy League point guard a score someone who's going to have to be a little bit better to, um, distributing the basketball. I think we're kind of overlooking the guy that's been here and uh, Hunter Dickinson and Terrence Williams have been playing winning basketball together since, I don't know, b- before their voices got deeper. I don't know how long they played together, but it's been, and it'll be three years at Michigan. They played, uh, I know they played ball together before they got to school from the similar area. So that's a guy where, we talk a lot about inconsistency, shooting the basketball and, um, and things like that when it comes to his skill set. I think he's a guy who's going to benefit by just playing more. And, and there's a little bit less volatility when you're getting those um, more consistent minutes. You know, there's a little more consistency that naturally comes with that. So excited to see how he takes that development. I mean, that's a guy I wouldn't. I'm not making the one-to-one comparison, but if there's anyone on this roster, an upperclassman who needs, who would be most beneficial to make like an Isaiah Livers type of jump from sophomore to junior year, that's the guy. I mean, he's six seven two. I think he played at two thirty last year. He could probably still um, slim up a little bit, get a little more athletic out there on the wing. Uh, talk about you know switch, you know being switchable and things like that. That's a guy. Keep an eye on him. I think that there's a chance that he can be a guy that takes a big step and someone like that can, that can alter the outlook of the entire roster. Cause like you said, it is a lot of unknowns there right now. So I guess another candidate to maybe start at the four might be Terrace Reed. I know he's listed as a power forward. Um, I think by doing that again, you're kind of opening yourself up to looking a little more similar. Now I think Terrace Reed's a much better basketball player even now than Musa Diabate is, but I think that, Spacing, I think, is is going to be critical for them, and having him come off the bench is like that combo. Uh, you know, can, he can be the primary backup at center. He can come in and give you minutes at the four. I think that's where his best spot's going to be there. So, 
starting line, it's going to be fascinating because we know that Jet Howard has the ability to play the two. I think he's more of a three. It's another another guy like Kobe Bufkin has to has to be ready. Like even if he doesn't start, he's probably going to be your sixth or seventh guy off the bench. So the time is uh, for these guys that have been you know, recruited to be these program guys, so to speak, not necessarily the one and done types. Those are the guys that I'm not going to put a ton of pressure on Youssef because, like you said, he is still so raw and it's just a different beast over here. Um, so we'll see what happens. But right now, if I had to handicap it, I'm probably saying your lineup is going to be Llewellyn, Bufkin, Howard, Williams, Dickinson. Does that sound accurate to that's, you? That's what I have. Yeah, I, I would go with that. The the one thing talking about Terrence Williams and his development, and he talked about it earlier this spring or summer springish, with Brian Bush on the Defend the Block podcast. But he really wants to improve his defense. He's trying to strengthen up his lower body so he can play in the post, but also guard guys on the perimeter and move a little bit quicker. He needs to do that if he wants to stay on the floor and be a full time guy that gets twenty eight minutes a game or something like that. And I think that's where Yusef maybe has the leg up on him. Uh, talking about that Franz Wagner comparison with the scout that I spoke to, he said he has some of those same instincts where his hands in the passing lane, he kind of comes out of nowhere. Uh, he's really good at rotating over and things like that. And obviously the length he has, as you mentioned, probably closer to six seven or six eight, uh, will help him there as well. And that's something that Michigan really lacked was a guy with good instincts defensively on the wing last year. So that might be where he gets the leg up on Terrence Williams and if they say well we need him in there to defend a little bit more uh when they need you know a little more shot making I think Terrence is going to you know play better on offense and, and hit some more shots even though he had a good good percentage last year at a low volume uh then maybe they go with him and it's kind of a steady rotation Joey Baker factors in there as well Jet Howard factors in there so there are suddenly some options on the wing when before you were saying man thin in the backcourt thin on the wing and then, of course, the like the most stable situation ever at center with Hunter Dickinson and then a stud freshman coming in to back him up and, as you said, potentially play some of the four. But um, when you look at this roster now that is set, is there, outside of Hunter Dickinson, something that you feel the best about? And uh, is there something that concerns you the most, I guess, too? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Mm. It's, I think you kind of just hit on it in in terms of having options and being versatile. I think this roster is loads more versatile than last year's was. Even just I'm looking at uh, looking at some of the Kempom stuff from last year, just in terms of who your role players were, who your 
contributors were, I mean, your bench was basically Frankie Collins. It was Kobe Bufkin, it was Terrence Williams, and it was Brandon Johns. Uh, no one else, I mean, Jace Howard got in there as well. Who's like, no one was scoring out of that group. And now you've got, I think that Doug McDaniel can play. I think that that's someone who I think is even being slept on a little bit. I think that, again, it's going to take a little bit of time. He's undersized, but I think that he can, uh, he has some, I, I like him better as your backup point guard than what Frankie Collins was as a freshman, to be frank with you. Uh, Frankie was athletic, but didn't do a whole heck of a lot else very well. Joey Baker is going to bring some shooting off the bench. They didn't have any shooting off the bench last year. If you want to say Terrence Williams, fine. Uh, but you're kind of making your, my point for me. Uh, Brandon Johns, you didn't really get anything out of him last year. Not nearly enough. So I just feel like bench-wise, if your bench is, let's just say that Terrence Williams is in the starting lineup and your bench is uh, Doug McDaniel, Terrace Reed, Joey Baker, I'm missing someone else here, uh, but probably Youssef. Yeah. Youssef would be the, uh, yeah, that's a pretty good group of guys. I think there's a lot of upside there with that. Um, you know, things I'm concerned about, it is still, it is still the shooting uh, to be frank with you. We didn't see it enough from Kobe Bufkin last year. I think he shot like 17% from three, whatever it was. Um, it's a pretty bad number, but he didn't play a ton. It, he doesn't, have the sample size. So we'll see what that opportunity does for him. Uh, Hunter Dickinson did a great job taking his game away from the basket, but I don't know if that's going to be a guy you look at to be, you know, okay, you be the solution out there on the perimeter. You need to hit more shots. I don't think that's going to happen either. So we'll see about that. It's to me, it's still the offense. It's the shooting. I'm not, I I do think this team will be better defensively, but I don't think it's going to be something they're going to be able to hang their hat on. So, you know, in the early look, I think I I like the pieces here. I like the ingredients here. I think on paper, it looks to me like a team that does have top four in the big 10 upside. Um, But on paper last year, you, it looked like you were one of the five or six best teams in college basketball and would win the big 10 going away. And it didn't happen like that. So maybe being underrated is the way to go. Maybe that's going to be more beneficial for this group. I think that they like being the underdogs. Uh, Yeah. I'll say this. And you can grab this clip and play it for me in April next year if I'm wrong. This team is not going to be 19 and 15 again. I think they will win 20 plus games. I think they will be uh, one of the better teams in the Big Ten. And I think that they have a, a good shot to be a team that cracks the second weekend of the tournament. So that, and which isn't a hot take because they've done it five years in a row. It's true. Schedule's tough again, but. Not maybe as tough, and I, you know, I think I'm with you. 15 losses is a lot, especially for a team that did have that type of talent and did make the second weekend of the tournament. I'd like to see how many Sweet 16 teams have lost 15 games over the last however many years. Maybe I'll look at that, but um, I, I'm with you. When I look at the thing I feel the best about, and then I was thinking about this as you were talking there too, Hunter Dickinson may be a guy that is, you know, he's the Big Ten's top returning player. I don't think that's a hot take. I think he's probably going to be preseason player of the year. Not that it means a whole lot. You want to be postseason player of the year. But, uh, you know, we don't talk a lot about him because of what he brings back uh, or because of, you know, he's such a known commodity and and what he does for this team is kind of almost so obvious at this point. Um, So shout out to Hunter Dickinson because he deserves a little bit of shine here. Um, but I will say with the thing I feel the best about is kind of what you talked about with some of these pieces they have, they may not have 
the formula in the starting five, you know, just to to be these roll these five guys out and be a great team. But there are pieces there, and I think there are going to be some games where we're talking about afterwards how well Juwan Howard pushed the right buttons. You know, he sh- he went with Joey Baker at this time, and he went with Jet Howard at that time. I think it might be key, you know, substituting this year um, and things like that, like the little things, uh, the little decisions. Or we might say, ah, oh, they should have stuck with this guy longer. Or Yusef was playing great defense. You know, he added a spark when he came in. So there are enough pieces to the puzzle, I think, now, especially on the wing, that I feel pretty good about this team. But shooting, I feel better about with Baker there. Um, I wouldn't put that at the top of my list. I would just kind of put at the top of my concern list the backcourt in general. Jalen Llewellyn is still a question mark what he's going to do from the Ivy League. I think he was going to be a, probably a better defender than Devontae Jones, but people are kind of – they underestimated all year how good he was on offense, especially in the pick and roll. That's going to be tough to replicate, although it helps having Hunter Dickinson. Kobe Bufkin, we've talked a lot this offseason about how much his development is going to mean to this team. How much better is he? You know, Is he just a little bit better? He's a starting two. Um, I don't see a scenario where if he's, if he's not playable – uh, even if he's not quote unquote playable, he's playing because there's just not the numbers there that you need. So, um, you know, maybe Doug McDaniel and then you go Llewellyn at the two if things get crazy or if somebody gets hurt. But um, the backcourt depth and the backcourt in terms of how unproven it is, I think, is is my concern. But I feel a lot better about this roster than I did four weeks ago before the additions of Baker and Yusef. And they're not huge on their own. But just the fact that you added a couple more wings, you added, uh, you know, some different roles to this team that they needed. Uh, I think it goes a long way. Um, anything else on hoops before we uh, send people out of here for Fourth of July? I know they're all waiting to celebrate until we're done talking here about Michigan yeah, everyone, basketball everyone, everyone in June. Waiting so. with bated breath here. I know. Um, <laughs> biggest positive: Imani Bates is not on your is not on your basketball team. I'll just leave it at that. Um, we can call that over. It's done with have fun playing at Louisville or Eastern Michigan or Wayne County community college have enjoy. But that was to me, never fit. I think that the interest was always one-sided and people saying that Michigan was interested were being fed an agenda by uh, the Bates camp. It's done. It's over with. We can move past that. To me, I think that would have been a nightmare. So we'll, I'm fascinated to see what he does now. But I think that Michigan uh, did pretty well for itself overall. Um, you know, you still, you know, this is our first show post NBA draft. Caleb Houston went to the Orlando Magic, Musa Diabate, Los Angeles Clippers, both second round picks. I mean, Godspeed, fellas. I, I don't know if they'll ever become the best version of themselves inside of those organizations and on those plans. But would have liked to see him another year in college. But hey, I think that. At this point, it's about the guys that are that are at Michigan, and I think that there are some pretty, pretty intriguing pieces here. So excited to see how it develops, how it comes along, and also put some respect on Jawan Howard's name. People got mad because he was biking in France, and then come to find out he's probably over there scouting Yusef. So put some respect on that man's name. He has a plan. It's true. People love the question. I mean, any head coach, I guess. Um, I'm actually on vacation right now. And people are wondering why he's not delivering McDonald's bags of cash to people's front yards. Like, right. Let the men live a little bit. And that's your football update for the, for the week. 
Um, I'm, I'm actually excited to see where Amani Bates lands in the transfer portal next cycle, next year, because he'll pick somewhere this year, and then we'll see where he ends up next year, which which portal team he he chooses, or if he goes to the. the I think he's going to be huge in Lithuania. I mean, the star that Lithuania basketball is, has been seeking. So, hey, you said that, not me. That's uh, I, I do kind of feel bad for the kid a little bit. Um, obviously, he, he has a lot of people surrounding him, and he's been a star for a long time. But I, I do wish the best for him, uh, unless he goes to Louisville. So, just kidding. But um, that's your Imani Bates update as well. So we got football and Imani Bates in in the last minute or so. So check. Check, check. That's our entire agenda. That was uh, what we were told to talk about. So uh, anything else before we wrap up? No, uh, we're in uh, recruiting dead period now. We're in kind of like a con- – not content dead period. We're still going to have stuff that's getting cranked out. But I think we're in – really until Big Ten Media Days, we're in a brief enjoy the summer mode. And we'll have a magazine week in there somewhere. Football preview. Um went great that'll be on newsstands hopefully by the end of july sold out of our pre-order so excited about that thanks to everyone who supported us there um i am going to drink some cold beverages and smoke some meats this weekend excited for it so happy fourth of july thanks for sticking with us and like i said uh, always appreciate the support 100 percent. yeah it sounds like a fantastic weekend uh, I'll be doing some similar things. And uh, in, as Anthony said about the football preview magazine, ships in mid-July, so you'll be able to get that for those of the people that uh, pre-ordered. If you didn't pre-order, also, as Anthony said, we sold out of that. But uh, the M-Den is going to be your place. They're going to have uh, several hundred of those, and you'll be able to get them online or in the M-Den store. So look for that once they're on the newsstands. But again, Uh, Happy 4th of July, everybody. Enjoy the holiday weekend. Enjoy the rest of your summer, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.